Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought, episode number 143. And today is our 4th of July special. Today on this very special holiday, Ricks and I talk a little bit about our 4th of July memories growing up as children and as well in high school and college. And just a little bit about what the holiday means to us. And it's, uh, it's a fun conversation. We talk about some really crazy stuff that we've forgotten over the years and both Victor and I get a chance to remind each other of some of the special moments that we've either shared together or shared apart. So with that, we wish you nothing but the happiest of a 4th of July today. And with that, episode number 143 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> Well, happy 4th of July, man. Happy 4th. Happy 4th of July. So, what is it that you and your family have planned for today? Uh, the same thing that we've been doing for the past four months, quarantining ourselves. Right. <laughs> we're, we're probably going to do burgers and stuff like that. It'll be a relatively thing. My brother actually ended up getting... Uh, I, I don't know if it was just one firework or, like, a bunch of fireworks, but he's got, like, these canisters of firework stuff that he's going to go somewhere tonight to launch off. So. Of course. Because <laughs> that's just what he does on 4th of July. It's the excuse, the excuse that all pyromaniacs end up needing for the that fulfillment. Maybe hit up, uh, <laughs> hit up Village. Blowing things hit up. Hit up Village Green. He knows all the spots, oh, though. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be police officers there. Actually, I went there one year with Cooper. I don't know if you were there, but we we took this small box that was like it was like this cube box, like ten by ten by ten. And I know we had firecrackers, and we stuffed the box with like newspaper, and then we put a bunch of firecrackers and bottle rockets and something else and then we took it to village green and we covered it with gasoline <laughs> and then we shot like a oh my god and then I, are you serious we either lit it we I... either just lit it on fire or shot it with a roman candle or something and then so then we just had this box sitting there in village green on fire this huge flame and we're like at the golf course. No, no, really. no. That no. Village Green. Village Green has the baseball fields and like the public garden and the soccer field. Oh, it's oh, past. It's okay, just okay. past the golf course, I think. Oh, I was thinking Village Links. Yeah. yeah Village uh, Green. So yeah. Okay. anyway, we're like sixteen or seventeen, and we were hoping for this explosion. Right now, remember what I just said. It's just this cardboard box that we stuffed. With some extra paper, firecrackers, bottle rockets, something else. Not actual, not an actual firework. Not something that would actually, you know, explode, explode. Cover it with gasoline, right. on fire. And we're like, what the heck? It's not exploding. Or what? What's up with the firecrackers? And in every situation like this, the instinct is to walk closer and investigate. Right. And it doesn't have it, mm -hmm. it could be anything. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a box with fire in it. You know, it could be uh -huh. yeah. anything is to step closer and investigate, knowing full well that stepping closer and just looking around isn't going to do anything. But Losing I mean, none way, of man. us, none of us got hurt. But of course, we get to within three or four feet. Once we get to three within three or four feet of the box, you just start hearing firecrackers going off left and right. And then 
we ran away oh for a few seconds, you know, run off. And then <laughs> we were just like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's it. <laughs> Wasn't that exciting? All right. So, so just as a, like that, I, part of the reason we're, we're starting a couple minutes late is I had to finish this video. It's number two on trending right now. I don't know if you've ever heard of the YouTube guy, uh, Mr. Beast. He like does all this crazy shenanigan stuff, like spends exorbitant amounts of money doing various like weird stuff. So the one that he posted Where, yesterday. What city does he live by... in? Oh God. Is uh, he a young guy or an old guy or with I, a beard? Yeah, no, he, he's, he's, He's a younger guy. He's is got he in a, Houston? He's got a oh, never mind. I think he's, I Whatever. Think he's in Cali. So I think he's in Cali. Anyway, go ahead. Spent he spent a half a million dollars on fireworks and just filmed because it was like anywhere from the one dollar fireworks to ten dollar fireworks, fifty dollars, hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, all the way up to uh, launching a uh, hundred and sixty thousand dollars worth of fireworks that were all compacted, and they had to move about two miles away to launch it and oh this single thing cost one hundred and sixty thousand dollars just rocket or whatever it is that they bought uh it, it was it well it was like um, or was just some pvc pipes like stuck stuffed with no dude these were like and, oh, these were like rockets, m- but... like two or three thousand dollars per firework so massive like the size of us mm-hmm. like size of, and had probably about 20 of them all grouped together okay. worth a Hundred and sixty thousand dollars okay. launched it all off. It was like a fucking nuclear explosion. It was so you got to watch that if you if you enjoy fireworks. Uh, it's it's number two on trending right now. So we'll we'll see if that sticks. But Mr. Beast's, uh, I I bought the most expensive firework or something like that. I I just finished watching that video and I was like, oh my god! How long is the video? Oh, it's like ten minutes at the most. I'll watch the last two minutes. Is that where the rocket goes off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say. You could you could skip to the last I, I would say last three minutes or whatever because the last minute is just promo stuff so it's like two minutes of the the final stuff but I'm just like fireworks man fireworks have always kind of scared the shit out of me as somebody who doesn't like things that can explode or harm I never understood how growing up in the Chicago suburbs how only like the lamest stuff could be sold at the grocery store or wherever. But then it's like, how is it that just, you know, an hour and a half away, you can buy whatever you want in Indiana. How is it that, that, how is it you can just buy whatever you want in Indiana and in Illinois, it's sparklers and that's about it. So, well, and you know, I mean, just from, and this was the case too, when I was living up in, in Minnesota that in suburban areas or whatever, it's not just 4th of July, but it's 3rd of July too, where people are just shooting stuff off. So last night I was listening to just the cacophony of people shooting off fireworks from every single direction. So I, I don't know. Is that, is that the case in California? Do you hear? Uh, Bro, you didn't hear? Fireworks Fourth of July is canceled out here in California and a bunch of other places. So you can't, you can't shoot off we fireworks can... or anything? No, I mean, you can, but the problem is, I mean, people still get fireworks. The only thing is, it's to my knowledge, it's not this crazy thing like it is back home because it'd be inc- it's incredibly irresponsible because of how easily things catch on fire. yeah that's right i forgot about that you you light a match you could you could start the next world fire and so engulf all of the west coast and i mean this is only my second (laughs) this is only my second fourth of july here 
they do it. I I imagine they have to do it out of the by the pier over the ocean because there's water. But yeah. out here, I mean, there's nothing. There's no bodies of water nearby other than the reservoir. Not that you need a body of water. I'm just thinking like Lake Ellen. We were always at Lake Ellen. You know what I'm saying? Growing up, right. But even yeah. in the suburbs, you have to be in this big – they would do it in a big open field no matter what suburb you are, right? And the fire department would near, be nearby and everything. But out here, there's no there's no space to have like this – to have a safety perimeter. I don't really – unless oh, you're yeah. in the valley. But again, everything is really dry out here. So you don't want you to know, start a fire. I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, we uh... – I think it was one or two years where it was you, myself, Cooper, and maybe Jeff or someone, and we ended up watching the the fireworks at uh, Lake mm-hmm. Ellen, like one or yeah. two years. I remember. And I, I can't I can't remember. I feel like there were shenanigans that ended up going on afterwards. Yep. I just can't. I know the shenanigans. Okay, so me. one of them was. So I'm thinking right now the memory that comes to mind is 2008 or 2009. And I definitely know it was Jeff and Billy. And I don't know if we met you there okay. or if you were already with us. But we were at Jeff's place. I met you there. Yep. We were at Jeff's place. And I somehow got – I just got t- super drunk. And we either – yeah, we walked downtown. And I remember – dude, th- this is the trippy thing. I remember walking downtown Main Street towards Glenbard West and I remember it wasn't until we left that I was like, whoa, I am really drunk right now. You know, it, sneak, it snuck up I on me. I vaguely recall that. Anyway, so yeah. we go to Glenbard West, but I remember before – on my way to Glenbard West, walking past the Starbucks, I remember walking by and, like, seeing my mom and making eye contact with my mom. But it was like as I was – I think I walked past her and then I looked her, and then I turned back and we made eye contact and I turned my head back and just kept walking and was like what the fuck and my mom didn't know I saw her later that that night or the next day or something and uh she's like oh yeah I saw you that was so weird that was so weird yeah 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 and there were a bunch of people walking around so it wasn't that awkward but she didn't know that I had that in that when she saw me, I had been heavily drinking. <laughs> anyway, we get to Lake Ellen and the fireworks go off and la di da. And then afterwards, Billy or myself, I think it was I don't know, or maybe it was both of us. Someone went into a porta potty, and then we started shaking the porta potty. But I can't remember if I was outside the porta body shaking it and like Bill was inside or if I was inside of it and then someone else walked up and we did it again. I can't remember. I don't know if that was the same 4th of July. I think it probably was. I remember hearing that because I think I met up with you guys later and that was something that you guys were talking about. And then whoever, whoever was in the toilet was And then like was right like after that really furious. And then right after that we're walking back i don't know and i walk up to you know they have a few parking spaces facing the school in between that are right at the bottom of the hill and then behind you is the football field you know that little area Mm -hmm. so i like walked up there and threw up i remember 
over some sign or like on the side where no one <laughs> were like I, oh, I don't know I was gonna say where no one could see me it felt like no one could see me but I mean the whole town I'm is sure there. it was in full anyway, view of everyone else <laughs> I threw up over this I threw up over this sign off to the side. I just remember I was off to the side. Like, I wasn't in the middle of a crowd throwing up. I went off to the side. I knew it would be quick. I didn't give a shit, so I just did it. And when that happened, I remember immediately thinking, wow, I feel sober. Cool. Awesome. And then, so after I'm done throwing up, I feel like 100% sober. I no longer feel drunk. I no longer feel nauseated. I'm like, all right, this this ended well. Very good. Very good. Because I was at that point where I remember thinking too, where it's like, I know I, I'm, I remember being like, I've, I've been really drunk. I know I'm really drunk, but I don't want to be this drunk anymore. And then I just happened to throw up and I felt a thousand times better and just like, awesome. <laughs> I can be responsible oh God, now. <laughs> somebody had brought a flask. I remember somebody had brought a flask because I showed up and I was sober. Um, and so that would have I been, yeah, one of us did. It wasn't me, but yes, I do remember seeing you. I wrote, I mean, I don't think I wrote down, but I think for like 10 or 15 years, I tried really hard to remember what I did every 4th of July since like, <laughs> really? since like 2008 and 2009. I mean, now it would take me a long time to remember, but I, I might be able to. One time I was in Wisconsin with uh, Neil and Billy. That was fun. We flew. Remember when we flew to Wisconsin a few times when Billy? Uh, no, no, no. Was I, 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 was, the, I was never. I was never in the like plane. That little Cessna. Never, never flew with him. Oh, the time that the only time that you went was for New Year's Eve with Neil and I in 2009, going into 2010 or 2000 or something like that. That that is a memory that's gonna yeah. Those those three days are going to be memories that are etched in my mind forever. It was the most uncomfortable experience I've ever had. I thought for sure, because the plan was to go there for two nights, and I wanted to stay, and I thought for sure you would have been like, hell no, absolutely, we're going back, this is not a discussion, blah, 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 and you were yeah, down to stay, yeah, stay, we stayed, we stayed two nights like or something like that. And I don't remember, I mean, I remember a few things, but I, I remember it just being super awesome like an awesome trip like the best one of the best trips so so fourth of july memories though like i i for me it's more visceral all the way back to childhood and growing up and stuff like that i don't know what what has your fourth of july look like over the course of so every year from when i was a child i know i remember up until maybe being i remember going to sometimes a few parties when i was five or six or seven but then around maybe eight or nine or up and through high school uh i remember the dignans their uncle came over and would always have a ton of crazy fireworks and they'd set up this whole thing and be like this i don't remember how long exactly may have gone up to 45 minutes where they're just lighting everything off and i remember going to lake ellen a few times but I mean, it's my, I can't remember any specific thing that sticks out from when I was a kid. It doesn't start until like high school when I went to, with you guys to the lake. Really? Smoking weed. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, I just have a general memory, but I don't have any specific thing that sticks out. I just remember definitely one time being maybe four years old and being at a barbecue. I remember that. I just, there's a picture. That's partially why I 
remember it a little bit. Okay, yeah, because see, it, it like I, it's the total opposite for me. Where once I start getting into like late high school Fourth of July experiences, things kind of fade away, probably because alcohol was involved or something like that. But I, it, it's those childhood experiences, and the probably the main reason why it was so memorable for me was that we would go to my grandparents' house when they were living in Connecticut, and so for the Fourth of July weekend. All five of us, my my parents, my brother, my sister, we'd get in that car. We travel across the country. Stop! 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 You fucking drove to Connecticut from the Chicago Most suburbs. Time. Most times, man. Dude, Most get times. this. So there's this Instagram account I follow. Real quick, let me interject real quick, and then you can continue. Absolutely, your story. no, go for it. There's an Absolutely. Instagram account that I follow called like it's. Midwestern, mid Midwesterners, or like things that Midwesterners say, or something about the Midwest, and they have memes and just little snapshots of people's tweets or whatnot. And one of them was making fun of how people in the Midwest will find any and every excuse to not get on an airplane and to drive to their destination, and it could be fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, not like. And I remember thinking. I never had that. The farthest that we would ever drive would be like six or eight hours to Michigan, maybe once or twice. And the other times we went to Michigan, it was like four or five hours. Never. And we always flew, always flew, partially because my mom worked for the airlines. But I remember seeing that thinking, thank Mm. goodness I never did any of that cross-country driving. And I only did it in college when we went to spring break in Florida. But I'm with my friends smoking weed and drinking, you know, so it was fun. (laughs) Yeah. But my – Continue, continue. Bro, I, I have to say, that that was the life I lived as a child. It was, because we, yeah, no, it was it was an annual thing where ever since as early as I can remember, we'd all pack into the car, we'd travel cross-country, we'd stop about halfway through, probably around Pennsylvania, stuff like that, see some sights. My parents always had that sort of, art- my mom doesn't like flying either, so that kind of fed into that. There were a couple of times, by the way, when we went out, to the east coast where we took a train that is a memory okay like one of those those cars and stuff like that where they had the sleeper car and they had a tv in the train and this was when tvs were not really prevalent on you know commercial travel type things Mm -hmm. i'm like oh my god this is so cool it was like a black and white like staticky thing but we had a tv in our little in our little train car and that was that was a really cool experience but yeah man most of the time we would there was this really crazy um not crazy but fun experience that we would have where my parent my mom or my dad or whatever would bring a book so gosh what's uh some of the 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 the, the horror stories i can't remember what the name of the like goosebumps uh, not Goosebumps, <laughs> but it was like Edgar Allan Poe type okay. stuff. Stuff that was a little, a little more creepy than Goosebumps. I remember there was one there was one 4th of July weekend where we traveled up, and they ended up reading um, The Wizard of Oz, the novel, which I don't know if you've ever read the novel of The Wizard of Oz or heard about the differences between the film no, and the No, but I do know that there's a ton of stories that were 
where the film version, the cartoon version was produced by Disney, and these are the or- origins of these stories are absolute horror. Yes. No, it was like, I mean, they made it very clear, like, that there were some pretty nasty things going on in the book. So it was like a very vivid, like, I remember that. But we'd be driving because it's about, you know, 16 to 20 hour drive, depending. So we would, my, my mom or my dad would end up, I think it was normally, I actually think it was normally my dad who would read to the three of us in the back. And here we are as like little children under the age of 10 or whatever, listening to the, the novelization, the, the Wizard of Oz, where it's like, I just remember it being so graphic. There was like blood and gore and stuff like that. Did they know that these were graphic or did they not know? I have no idea. Uh, I don't think that they would have read it had they known kind of the full thing. But they're like, "Oh, The Wizard of Oz. That's got to be a good book. Let's bring that." And and there were other there were other stories that were read. I, I can't think of them off the top of my head. But we would drive, and I would say probably about fifty percent of the ride would be them reading to us, like reading these stories as we as we drove. And they always made sure that we had plenty of breaks for. Uh, us little, my brother and myself anyway, ADD children, just to run around and like get energy out and stuff like that. But man, the chaos, the chaos of living in basically a box with your family of five for 20 hours, that I think is equally memorable to the actual experiences. Well, and then we had to drive back too. So it's like 16 hours one way, 16 hours the, the other way back. It was it was a it was a journey to remember. That's one of those things that probably equals the the memories out in Connecticut. But man, when my grandparents were living in Connecticut, I think they moved probably about a decade and a half ish ago, and we would always have all the relatives from most of them were living in the East Coast. We had a couple in Florida. Everyone would kind of come up for the Fourth of July celebration. Grandfather would be cooking burgers out on the patio. Have Family members you only see once a year. You only see for the 4th of July. Everyone coming together. I remember there was one instance where we had a cousin who was, like, a year or two younger than my brother. So, like, three or four years younger than me. And I remember we were, like, playing basketball or something like that. And it I think it was my brother who ended up, like, shoving him to the ground and, like causing a gash in his arm or something like that it's like this is somebody who we only see once a year and here my brother's getting in fights with relatives <laughs> but that was one of the few like conflict zones or whatever it was always just the most serene experience where nice weather out in connecticut during that time where we were there Everyone would be on the patio. You'd have the American flags. My grandfather's veteran. So, like, super, like, brought out all the stops and got to got to see dozens and dozens of relatives that, I mean, you, I, I don't experience anymore other than, like, when I go back down to Florida. So, yeah. See, that's what it was it for was... me, for us growing up for Thanksgiving. We'd all go to Albuquerque. That was our once a year see a bunch of family members thing. Fourth of July, though, I do remember going to. I remember this. There's this one guy that used to work with my dad um, with soccer stuff, and we would we would go to his house uh, sometimes. I think for the fourth, and uh, I remember 
he had a pool, which I thought was awesome. It was an a and it was an above ground pool, but I was still a kid, you know, so I'm only four feet, maybe like five feet high. So the above ground pool is still <laughs> is still really cool, and uh-huh. his kids were older than us, and so they were already teenagers, but they also had I remember. They had an old school video game console. I don't know if it was just regular Nintendo or if it was like Sega or something, but it was something that we weren't used to. And I remember going there and like being able to play that. And I just remember anytime I was there too, you know, people are constantly asking you, are you okay? Do you need another cookie? You want more watermelon? You want another drink? Like it was just awesome. You know, when you're a kid being able to run around not have your parents bother you all the time. They're distracted by other adults, and you just be a kid, hang out with other kids, grab whatever you want, more Coca-Cola, you know, another hot dog, another hamburger, whatever. And there's a pool. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> totally. Yeah, and that that is exactly what 4th of July was for me. Now that you're mentioning video games, by the way, like part of the reason why we love going down to, or going east to uh, Connecticut was... My my grandparents had the uh, the old school Atari system before we had any gaming platforms in our own house, and so that was the first time that I got to interact. The old like um, was it Asteroids and uh, like Pac Man and a couple other like really super old school games, and it was the first time that my brother and I got a chance to like be competitive in a video game and stuff like that or like asteroids like various various things it it was a unique experience but i remember that being one of those things where it was it was always it was always during the fourth of july weekend we'd come down for a stay there for about a week or so and uh yeah gosh man the memories for me for fourth of july are just so visceral and like serene like it was despite any other like weird stuff that might have been happening at the time we all just got together we all that fourth of july day went late into the night we'd we'd go out we'd all travel as a family bring our fold-up chairs go out to a uh location in the town that was doing the fireworks show all set it up all you know a couple dozen of us just sitting down together it was such a cool experience i like I have such a nostalgia when it comes to Fourth of July because all I think about is those early formative childhood experiences. Such a such a really cool thing. I remember one of the coolest things I saw was um, I was downtown Chicago, maybe like 2013 or something like that, and I go over to I go meet up with Jeff and Chris Drew at Chris Drew's. Uh, apartment complex or like his friends or something like that i don't know but we went on the roof of his building which was a high rise and so when the fourth july is happening you can see the fireworks and off in the distance from all of the surrounding suburbs it's crazy it was one of the coolest things i had ever seen just fireworks going off everywhere all the way around it's all around you because you're on the city. You're right on the lake. So you look one direction and you do a full 180 and you see all of those. And then a little bit across the way in parts of Indiana or Michigan. But you, it was beautiful. Bro, like that that is something that I think everyone should experience going up into a high-rise building and just watching 
the display of lights that come up. Like my only time doing that was when my grandmother on my mom's side ended up getting sent to uh, uh, like a, a long-term care facility. Mm -hmm. And it, it was a tall building. And so the one year that we didn't go to, I can't remember if my grand, my grandparents on my dad's side had moved from Connecticut to Florida at that point. Uh, but we ended up spending the 4th of July. It was uh, my mother, uh, myself, my brother, and my sister who ended up going to visit my grandmother at the care facility. We uh, wheeled her up to the the top floor and we all just watched it was you know a, a high-rise kind of building but you could see just the explosion of lights happening basically simultaneously in every town and every municipality in the area and just like, i mean it was a light show like i'd never witnessed before just seeing looking out at the vista of lights just appearing disappearing i mean and then and then towards a certain time because i think they all have a standard time in chicago that they kind of do the lighting of the fireworks so you get the the culmination explosions and then suddenly you just say boo 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 all these the the what do they call it the finale of the fireworks right. show all happening almost simultaneously and i was like whoa i like this this is a totally different experience of fourth of july fireworks that I I never even thought about, but definitely that's so clear in my own mind. I was just thinking right now, thinking back to uh, being at Lake Ellen. I remember a few times being there as a kid, but the overall sensation that I recall was just that it was a giant pain in the ass because you had to go out there early, reserve a spot for hours. Oh my god, I know. And then there's bugs, yeah. and then you're with people, and like you want us to get a good spot, and you want to get a good spot on the blanket, but you know, it's just I remember th thinking like this is more work than what it's worth. And then when you're a oh. teenager, you can just walk around. You don't need a special spot to sit. You just you know, I was a little more laid, laid back, but some parents get upset. You have to go. To, what do you do when you have to go to the bathroom? Like. It's just, I'd rather not, you know? Oh, that's totally, I didn't, yeah, that's sort of secondary to my mind, but I definitely remember when whenever it came to, like, going to the fireworks show, whether we were in Connecticut or Glen Ellen or Florida or whatever, we always had to leave, like, two hours before the event was going to start, and we were all just sitting there for however long just to get a, a decent seat mm -hmm. and all those other things that can it's like... Okay, got to go to the bathroom. Uh, okay, how's this? Oh, we got to use a porta potty. Oh, that'll be. Fun. But those that'll, properties that'll around the lake, there's one in particular. There's a few of them right there that are the money properties to watch the fireworks from. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Lake Ellen is kind of unique when it comes to <laughs> being able to do it over the lake because you got the the ref refracting light and yeah. stuff like that. It's because uh, I think it, it wasn't until I was like in high school that I ended up going to uh, the first Glen Ellen firework. We'd always done oh, it really? in Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. So I had never experienced what the Glen Ellen fireworks were going to be like. I think there was like a rain advisory too or something like that. But I remember all the stuff that was set up right beside the football field where they had all the equipment mm -hmm. kind of locked down. And it's like, oh, man. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a wild trip. I do remember seeing the parade a few times being a kid i remember that yes, i remember liking parade. it but I, at the same time I, I just remember the memory i have is 
just being excruciatingly hot. <laughs> Bro, fucking hot as hell. I, I I think I went to the, I saw the parade maybe twice, two or three times in Glen Ellen. And I swear those summers were like mid to high 90s temperature, blue, blue sky, like sun just like blasting down on everyone there. And uh, I'm looking at the, the Glen Burda West band. I'm just like, oh man, I think Rodney Knowlton was, uh, was in the band at that time. And it's just like, I, I ended up seeing him. It's like, oh, how can you do that? Because they're dressed in their full regalia oh, in 95 degree weather. And it's all polyester probably, right? Most, isn't that all that material, just all polyester? I don't think. It is not, it is not heat friendly. No, it is not. It's, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm looking back. I'm kind of shocked that people, more people didn't like just drop to the ground out of heat, heat exhaustion. But yeah, those parades, man, I remember they, they'd always have. Oh God! It was um, when uh, Peter Roskam was the congressman for our district, you know, a decade ago or, or whatever. Uh, that he was originally from Glen Ellen, so I think he showed up for one or two of the uh, parades that I had seen. It's like, oh, a, a, a U.S. congressman. And I think Bob Hope all... made an appearance a few times back Bob... in the day. <laughs> Bob Hope. <laughs> Yeah, but I I remember that uh, they they threw out candy. Some of them like, oh, threw out yeah, candy and stuff yeah. like that. Not candy, yeah. I remember or that. or other like little little trinkets that you could have. I I enjoyed the parades as a child. That was that was a fun memory. I just remember yeah. too. I totally gone to Drew's house a couple times. You were there one of those times. I went to his house two years in a row for Fourth of July. It was like the last few times I remember doing anything a few years ago. And I think. Neil kept trying to convince me that I should drive him to this other apartment, like on the other side of town, right on the border of Glen Ellen and Wheaton. And so I do it. And then he's like, it was one of those things where he's like, yeah, well, let's go to another party. And we go, there's like, this isn't a party. People are just living here like normal people. What are you talking about? And I wanted to leave, but then <laughs> to go back to Drew's, but he didn't want to. He was like, let's just stay here 20 more minutes or something. And I was like, no, I'm going back. I remember that. And you were there. Bro, I remember that. I, I remember that very clearly. We ended up going to an apartment where it was like, it was like super janky and sketchy. And I was like, what are, what are we doing here? Because I, I vaguely recall being like, I, I don't, I, this isn't my thing. This isn't my scene kind of thing where it's just people like sitting around drinking and it's like, we were yeah that was not that was not my my well it wasn't like like, it was just like people hanging a few people hanging out it It wasn't a party party like it wasn't drinking like in the backyard or like a party if i was like oh i felt really it was people sitting on like like plush cushions or whatever those like like beanbag chairs or whatever just sitting around a tv and just drinking yeah and it's like uh, (laughs) yeah neil neil you have failed (laughs) us again but I'm trying to think what else I did. I don't. I don't remember. I can't remember. It's weird because you have too many to to think about now. It's like well, yeah. And in hindsight, it all kinds of blends together yeah. <laughs> those experiences. But man, oh, but lump. last year, you know what? La- I think I told you this. Last year, I was going to go to this party. This guy that was in my acting class invited me to, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess, you know, I'll walk over there. And I'm walking over there, and he gives me the address, and as I'm walking 
I'm at the corner, I see like just 10 people on the roof of the building, you know? And I'm like, wait a minute, is that the party? Because I look at it and there weren't any girls there. It was just all guys. Oh God. And it's like 10 people. <laughs> and I'm at the corner looking up and I'm like, is that the party? And I'm walking down the street thinking like, that's not the party. Is that the party? And then I walk past the building and there's the address and I didn't even stop. I just kept walking and I walked to the other corner and I was like, no. And then I didn't even bother texting my friend anything. I just went home. I think I took a nap or something. But then I texted him the next day or maybe he texted me. And I remember him saying like, hey, sorry I didn't see you yesterday. I got way too drunk. Uh, I was blackout like at 2 p.m. and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, don't worry about it. Or I think I told him I never made it. But it really was because I saw like 10 or 12 guys on the roof. The warning signs and of I, something that's I, not going to be a great You know, when you experience. walk into those, it's just, it yeah. sucks so much. Yeah. When you walk in and it's either just like a bunch of dudes or you're thinking you're walking into a party but you're not. Or all of a sudden you're ready to throw down and you know it's just you know what I'm saying. You walk in and you're just why is this happening to me right now? <laughs> Man, and that only comes through the experience of time and mistakes yeah. made from previous experiences. Gosh. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, I know exactly what's that what that's like. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like oh, gosh, it's so awkward because you want to just turn around and walk away, and it's one of the situations where it's like. I don't know anybody here. I don't know the host. Like, it's, I just want to be selfish, turn around, walk away, and get the fuck out. But you stay, and you feel weird, and you linger, and you meet people that you know you are never going to see ever again. And not only, and there's a difference between meeting people and being excited to talk to them and just living in the moment and hoping that you might see them again or knowing that maybe you never will. But it's, there's zero energy in the room. It's a lifeless, vampire sucking energy of a room (laughs) and it's just like why the fuck am i here with all of these people right now (laughs) and you have that you have you know you only have part of the part of it is you have yourself to blame because you every time you know you have this feeling that maybe you shouldn't go to wherever destination your friend is wanting you to go to you know and then part of you is like no it's that one friend friend to blame because you know better but at the same time you know better so then you should be blaming yourself fucking you know the one dude the one thing that's popping out in my mind right now <laughs> just because of the personality type th- uh, that I am, <laughs> it's like you get you get sucked into a conversation <laughs> with some random stranger for like fucking an hour and a half, knowing that you're never gonna see them or contact them ever again, and yet you're you're having this like intensive conversation. It's just like, oh man, that that oh that's probably the, one of the most humorous the room, things. The room is so rigid. There's no fluidity like there is at a party. And like I said, it's there's You just want to save space. You just want to like Yes, you want to save space. And again, there's a huge <laughs> difference between meeting people, having an awesome time with them and living in the moment yeah. rather than you know just killing time on the clock. And you're going to be on your deathbed and you're going to think of all those times that you just wasted at parties that would probably, you know, <laughs> 
accumulate here and there and just think, I just wish I'd get that time back. Even if it's just sitting here in this bed thinking my thoughts, I just want that time back just a little bit longer. And you fucked it all up by not listening to your instinct and listening to your friend. Right. Yeah. You you, you put your – trust me, man. I know the experience of putting your trust in a friend for an experience (laughs) that never manifests itself. Uh. <laughs> um pyrotechnics though fireworks i so i remember there's probably only one time maybe two times where uh when we had our family gatherings out in um connecticut that people would actually like shoot off some small fireworks um in the driveway or stuff like that I don't know. Uh, like, it was your was your family or like people around you like my my family, my mom and dad never, not once, got any of the cool fireworks. And I was happy with just getting the, I was just happy getting the combo kit from you know Jewel or Dominic that he would buy us the sparklers. I still like the sparklers. I still like sparklers. Yeah, I really still like sparklers. But they never bought any of the crazy shit and said, here, have fun with it. That I always had to go to, like, neighbors, you know? But yeah, uh, as far as – we never did any – I don't think we did any neighborhood thing. But I do remember doing the Glen Ellen Boat Regatta a couple times. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. The Boat Regatta. Yeah. I have some really solid memories I did from it. that. I did it twice, and I remember – uh, you didn't. You didn't build a boat, did you? you I mean, you I did. Yeah, my brother boat. and I did it with the the Dignan brothers and their mom. No their mom oh. knew how to do all that. So, so the boat regatta, for those that don't know, is this tradition in Glen Ellen where uh, civilians end up trying to build a boat out of whatever material they Just have. Cardboard. And see how. Was it just it's cardboard? It's only cardboard. You're only it's allowed only to, cardboard. You're only allowed to use cardboard, and you are not allowed to use staples or wires or screws or anything. I think it's only specifically cardboard, uh, tape. And you could use like a plaster, like a, a duct, plastery substance, duct tape. To, and I think tape. you yeah. could use. I think you could use caulk, or you can use something to seal the edges or something. Because wow, yeah. Yeah, and some of these no, were totally extremely elaborate. Some like of these, a swan? Yeah. I think I saw a swan Some of these, though, were incredibly elaborate. I remember thinking, why? Why is there nobody on my block that I can just run over as a child and watch them build this crazy thing? The Dignans – Mrs. Dignan would build uh, – built a couple with us. She pretty much did all the planning and, and just told us what to do. But it was still – it wasn't crazy elaborate, right? It wasn't this grand thing, which those are I, wa- I wanted to see. One of them was the train with, like, a Godzilla or a dinosaur attacking the train. And there was always that one guy because they had different heats for different things. And there was that one guy who was just in a kayak. Do you remember the cardboard? The cardboard – I mean, a cardboard board regatta. So the guy in the kayak that would win every single year in his thing? Vaguely, yeah. That it, it it didn't strike me as much as all the other like weird shit yeah. that people would create, and then they'd just push it out into this. Literally, it's maybe what it'd, a, a half a mile it'd be in like diameter all the crazy of a lake. Stuff. Remember seeing commercials for the, uh, what was it? The 
Red Bull Flutog where they just jump off the like yeah. that's yeah, yeah. like it's like that for the water. Just all those crazy de- designs and the creativity that goes into building these things. And some of them you root for, and some of them you know are just a piece of crap. But it's <laughs> just people having fun and- building stuff. Oh my god! Oh, I had totally forgotten about that. Thank you for reminding me because I was like the first time I think that I remember the going to the boat regatta because most of the time I'd been in Connecticut during Fourth of July, so I hadn't experienced that. That was like in the morning, right? Early, early afternoon or or morning or something like that. And I remember there were people from my youth group. It was like Tim Reber and a bunch of other guys who ended up a couple of years older than me ended up getting together as friends and just building a cardboard boat and they put it in the water and within about 30 seconds it started going down it's like you're seeing all this and how gross is freaking dude it's so gross because one of the times we did it the boat fell apart we started sinking and i was in the water and it was disgusting you were in the water. You actually ended up. Yeah, yeah. because the oh, boat that's... fell apart. It like sank with the four of us in it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think the other wow. the following year we finished. But the, we, yeah, we were in the middle of the thing, dead in the water. And this thing, yeah. You got you guys had uh, life jackets on, right? Yeah. Or something? Yeah, you have life yeah, jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I thought, yeah. Because it was like, oh, my God, this is so weird just to see. It's like. <laughs> it's not like Lake Ellen doesn't have enough trash at the bottom of it, but here you're getting all the cardboard boats that just end up right. going down to the very bottom. Yeah, that talk about a fun time though. It was, I mean, I'm sure it was a, a blast to like build and like try out those boats, but it was just as much fun to watch them go out in the water. And some of them, man, man, I like, I was, I think I cheered at some point when there was one of the boats. I think it was the Swan boat that they had built with uh, sealed it up with enough duct tape for it to be buoyant and stay afloat for, for the, the entire time. But yeah, God, I don't know if they still do that. That was, that was such no a crazy time. I remember when they uh, emptied out Lake Ellen, uh, they found a car in there. Did <laughs> they really? Yeah. Yeah. There was a car that was uh, when they drained Lake Ellen to repair everything. But I can't imagine how much, like, cardboard and other random, like, duct tape shit right. that was still gross. at the bottom. Yuck. <laughs> so gross. All right. Well, happy 4th of July, Victor. Happy 4th. Yeah. 